0: Welcome back into the We Shall Not Sleep podcast. Thank you so much for joining us once again. And wow, what an amazing time to be a Christian. We are in tide now. And before I get into that aspect, I just want to say thank you so much for the continued support, feedback. The guests that we've had have been amazing. And I honestly, I'm so excited for the ones coming up. I wish you could see the guest list, but that's going to have to remain a secret for now. In any case, uh, I just am very humbled by this, and again, this is a collective thing, so please rate, comment, like, subscribe on your favorite social media. Email the show at wsnspodcast at gmail.com. You can connect with us on YouTube as well. Thank you guys so much. So, now that we are listening to this, after Easter, we are in a period of time in the liturgical calendar known as Easter Tide. It's a 50-day celebration, not just of the resurrected Jesus and the new baptized believers, but the fact that he not only resurrected, but what does it mean? He conquered the grave, and this is the run-up to Pentecost Sunday, which this year is on Sunday, May 23rd. But just like Lent, which is you know, the 40-day journey up until Easter, sometimes we can let our day-to-day life get in the way and one of the things that I've been asking my congregation to reflect on up until Easter Sunday was what are we doing with the person of Jesus and and that you know answering a few questions is who was he what did he come to do and then what is our response who what and what who was Christ what did he come to do and what is our response to it and now that he is risen, we have the joy of saying that, knowing that no matter what situation we are in, Christ has victory over it. Well, now we're in Easter tide. This journey 2,000 years ago that these disciples celebrated up until Pentecost and Jesus's ascension was that he was with them still. And one of the things that would have been remarkable is kind of like, what's next? What is to come? He fulfilled everything he said he was going to do. It's kind of like this transition time. And sometimes we can get lost in that. And the busyness of life, it's like, okay, Easter Sunday's done. All right, time for us to move on. We got to get going. And yes, oh, wait, Pentecost is in May. That's cool. We celebrate the coming of the Holy Spirit that was given at Pentecost. But I'm wondering, is there more to it than that? I think there should be for sure. But... Sometimes just day-to-day life gets in the way, especially in the United States. Again, I can only speak as an American. Because we have jobs, we have hobbies, sports, crazy schedules. Everything is shifting constantly. But when I look at where we are supposed to be spiritually, I'm just reminded that we so quickly go back to the normal, the status quo. We might go to church every single week, but spiritually, are we any different from those who only come on Easter and Christmas? I just wonder that sometimes. You know, and for me, that, you know, as a pastor now, it's something that I have to stay ultra convicted on because I'm, I mean, I have to lead by example. It's it's not an option any longer. It's demanded. And it's something that I want to pursue with great enthusiasm. And as I've been reflecting throughout Lent and then participating in Easter, one of the things that I wanted wanted really kind of to bring you all in on and push myself even is what are we doing with Jesus now after he's resurrected? What are we doing with him in this interim between his ascension and the giving of the Holy Spirit? It's not really a whole lot of things that, that I that I've thought about a lot in my life is this transition time. It's kind of like an epilogue, if you will. And you know how in our favorite movies or books, there is the, the final climax, there's the big battle, there's the final confrontation, or the guy gets the girl, and the idea of living happily ever after. I mean, you have the ultimate climax in Jesus' death, only to be usurped by another one with his resurrection, and now he appears to everyone in the joy, in the shock, the triumph and for some, the disbelief until they can physically touch him. What, what, what was that like? I, I just, I want to know, like, what do they do the day after? You know, and I think that sometimes when we look at our our favorite shows, we want more, right? When everything's done, we we kind of want to see our heroes or protagonists, what have you. We want to see them living sometimes that day-to-day life of, are they at peace? You know, after they've overcome with so much well, I guess sometimes it's adversary, but if they've overcome adversity or a challenge or just a plot line of whatever uh, the characters are set in, sometimes we want to have that time to debrief. And I think that's where sometimes, you know, like Return of the King, the film gets a bad rep because there's like seven different endings to it. Uh, supposedly on your way to the four hour plus runtime, it, is it feels like the last hour is nothing but a giant epilogue Because you're you're seeing your heroes finally, be at peace, which is not shown too often. A lot of times, movies or books wrap up pretty quick. They don't want to overstay their welcome. But in this case, you know Jesus not overstaying his welcome. But I'm just wondering sometimes, like, oh my gosh, like what what was that day thirteen like? What what was everyone doing? It was kind of like, all right, what are we going to do next now that we've conquered death? How, what are we doing now, Jesus? Where do you want us to go? And that preparation for what we are supposed to do, you know, go and baptize the nations in my name, the great commission at the end of Matthew chapter 28. You know, I I just think sometimes that are we, are we waiting instruction from Christ or do we still want him to do something for us? Like, and what are you going to do for me now? I, you've done all this, but I'm wondering if we're asking the wrong question. Instead of saying, you know, what are you going to do for me now? What about, what am I going to do for you, Jesus? We must resist the temptation to continue to make it about us. Jesus came to fulfill the Father's will. And the Father's will was to give everyone a way back to him through solely the person of Christ, but to make it available to everyone, us Gentiles. I'm just wondering what our response continues to be because we can acknowledge that Jesus Jesus was the Christ. We can acknowledge that he resurrected and he is our Lord. And we can understand what our mission ought to be spreading the gospel, baptizing people. But what if we don't do anything? Kind of like the idea of Book of James, faith without works is dead. Jesus said, "You know, if you love me, you will obey my commandments. Biggest command, obviously, loving the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and loving your neighbor as yourself, but that requires action. It does us no good if we just say it. Like in the same way, James chapter 2, if we see somebody in need, we wish them well and don't do anything about it, we have done nothing. In fact, we have been a terrible ambassador for Christ. So in this interim period, next 50 days, all the way up until Sunday, May 23rd, are we going to ask Jesus, what do you require of me? Are we going to continue to focus on him and our response to his commands now? That is, is my question for all of us. Something we can't take for granted. But again, I hope that this podcast, I hope that these these words, these subtle thoughts every couple weeks keep you going. And Again, the the purpose of this show, if you will, is to prov- provide a little bit of commentary like I'm doing now. And then Mainly just bring on people who are much smarter than me, who can truly, truly challenge the status quo, open us up to our own assumptions, educate us. But again, in the interim, just sharing some of my thoughts, some of the things that God's been teaching me, and I feel led to share that with you. And again, this is a collective journey, something done together, and... It's something I do not want to ever take for granted. So in the next 50 days, let's together, let's focus again on the person of Jesus and what our response is to his commands for his church. Thank you, everyone. You stay safe. May God bless you and may God keep you.